from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Monday, August the 29th, 2022. Louis Butko here on Thai Cats Today. Yeah, the Thai Cats' path to the East Division title, well, it got a little trickier. After Friday night's loss to the Toronto Argonauts, if you haven't already, Coach and Jovan Santos Knox spoke after that game. You can go to Ticats.ca to hear what they had to say, and uh, it's a big week. As the Ticats get set for the Labor Day Classic one week from today. Does that make this the last week of August, the last few days? I guess that's right, eh? Wow. Uh, Not sure where the summer went, but uh, as we've heard before in the CFL, the season doesn't start till Labor Day, so... Ticats take that. Ticats fans take that uh, for what it's worth, because yes, the Ticats are sitting at three and eight, not where they thought they'd be at this point of the season. Argos first in the division at five and five. That makes the game a week from today, the Labor Day Classic. Well, it makes it just a bit more bigger, and I'm not gonna call it a must win, but I'm gonna call it a must win. They need to win this one if they want to stay. In the conversation for the East, you know, first in the East, it's it's not unattainable. Three and eight. Argos are five and five. Uh, a, a win on Monday would go a long way towards uh, changing it. There's still seven games left in the season. The Ticats can still finish above 500. And I know you are going to attack me for just even suggesting that. But it's possible they could do it. They could win five out of their next seven. That would take him to eight and ten. Would that be good enough to make the playoffs? Maybe, probably. They can go four and four. That would take him to seven and or four and three. That would take him to seven and eleven. They can go three and four, right? So there's still lots to play for. And to discuss that, very pleased uh, in just a little bit to be joined by the play-by-play team of the Ticats Audio Network. RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker are going to be by uh, to discuss everything about Friday, looking forward, moving forward, uh, and everything else. The Ticats were not back at practice today, uh, unlikely to be back at practice tomorrow as well, hoping for a day zero on uh, Wednesday from Tim Hortons Field, but we'll let you know once we have the Ticats practice schedule. You know what I do want to let you know is that Tim Hicks, is set to perform during Labor Day during the halftime show presented by WeatherTech. Yeah, multi-platinum award-winning entertainer Tim Hicks will be in the Stelco North End during the Labor Day Classic halftime show as his fifth studio album, Talk to Time, is set to be released on September the 2nd. Uh, so 500 Lucky Ticats season seed holders will be given field-level access to watch the halftime performance. And uh, that's pretty exciting. Tim Hicks, the uh, playing the halftime show at the Labor Day Classic. Fans, before you head out to the Labor Day game, help the Pure Later Tackle Hunger Initiative. Please bring a non-perishable food item to the game to support Hamilton Food Share and help us tackle hunger in Hamilton. All right, let's get right into the game. Let's get right into it with our guests. Uh, very pleased now to be joined by Luke Tasker. He is the color analyst on the Ticats Audio Network. And uh, Luke, I often go out uh, with friends and, and family and the, the, the topic often turns to the Tiger Cats and anytime after a loss, guaranteed, at least my grandma is reaching out to me on Facebook Messenger and asking me what happened. Uh, so please, Luke, help me explain to my grandma what happened. Well, do you want me to talk about turnovers, Louie, or should I, should, I find, should I figure something else out to discuss? But I guess we'll start there. I mean, you know, I think it was six to one uh, turnover, turnover ratio in the game. 
like that alone is enough. Uh, you know, of course, Dane did not have a performance that that's, uh, you know, going to, going to have help the t- going to be able to be a winning uh, quarterback performance. And then on top of that, you know, Matt Schultz, as he's playing good, then has to leave the game, you know, and the unfortunate thing is Matt Schultz, I think has been a positive impact on the team this year, but has, this is not even, this is, you know, he's already been injured this, this year without taking all the reps and without being the number one guy. And so there, there's that question too. I mean, both Dane and Schultz have had trouble staying healthy. Uh, you don't know. There's just so much unknown in the quarterback room right now. Uh, same thing. McLeod Bethel Thompson has, has done a good job of taking care of the ball in the games against the Ticats. And on Labor Day, from a defensive standpoint, and kind of right now, it seems to me like the telescope is focused on the offense, you know, and that's kind of mm-hmm. where everyone's looking to dissect things and and, and pick pick the the game apart but from a defensive standpoint if we could force a few a few more uh errors and turnovers um from the argonaut offense each one of those counts and i mentioned in the broadcast earlier it's this kind of thing it's it's kind of you talk about the i mean i was gonna say luck and there's some of that but hmm. but it's also a controllable factor in the sense of mcleod bethel thompson's ball security that the interception that he did throw early on the ne- if they if that was an incomplete pass, they were going to punt the ball, and pro- the Ticats were probably going to be in very sim- similar field position. In a sense, it does it was not really a costly turnover. And that's not the way that the Ticats turnovers have gone. The Ticats turnovers have been costly, damaging, at avoidable opportunities, avoidable you know moments in the game. Um, kind of what I mean by that is like you know you don't have to times where you didn't really have to force something where unfortunately they did uh and that's going to come back to hurt them and then uh you, you know you've got uh in a, inappropriate field positions that that they're turning the ball over and and, and things like that so they they've all been damaging uh you know for the tie cats and uh and and that you know it's getting ugly as they go forward in the league with the turnover ratio um and that that's important to note that it's a ratio right that they've struggled on offense you know, particularly in, in, in giving away the ball. And then they've equally, well, I don't want to say equally, but they've also struggled on defense, uh, getting the ball away and getting some of those turnovers. So it's, it's a double-edged sword and something's got to get better, uh, you know, in order to allow everything else to, to start to improve. And let's bring into the conversation, RJ Broadhead, the play-by-play voice of the Ticats in offense, defense, RJ, I'm going to add special teams to that. You know, Seth Small did hit the 58-yard field goal. That was a franchise record, but he did miss a shorter one. And Mike Damagala was not the original punter on this team, and now he's thrown into the punting duties. I mean, no Lawrence Woods the third. We're talking about injuries. I mean, really, all three aspects of the game that we were expecting to see and that we did see, you know, play well against Toronto a couple weeks before just didn't show up in Toronto this week. Yeah, it was it was disappointing when Lawrence Woods got injured. Um, he was so effective in that previous Toronto game and the, the return game wasn't great against the Argos. We'll wait and see as, as Labor Day comes closer. If, if he is healthy enough, if he will be activated, that would be big. Uh, when Seth Small missed that field goal, that's kind of when everything was already spiral spiraling for the Tiger Cats. And it just seemed to be it fit the storyline that was happening that, yeah, of course they would miss a, a field goal after he had uh, tied a, a tie cats record, hit the longest field goal of the year. Uh, but I, I still think the special teams is great. The, the tackling has been amazing. Other teams mm. return games have really been nullified by the, by the special teams. I, I have a lot of confidence in Seth small to kick the, the important field goals in a, in a close game. And I think Michael Damagala has been, 
has been extremely useful. He's a good tackler, too, as we found out on special teams a few weeks ago and had to make a few tackles. But uh, I, I would say, in my opinion, the special teams at the moment is the least of the concerns. And look, there was something that coach said after the game on Friday. He said frustration is a very human emotion, but nobody's going to turn on each other in this locker room. And I think that's the the big point is that this is still a team. And I mean, five and five for the Argos, first place in the East. That's not unattainable. I mean, we're talking about three and eight Ticats team. Nothing's over. And when we talk about the season doesn't start till Labor Day. Well, damn, it's a cliche, but damn, it's a cliche for a reason. Yeah, you're right. And uh, it's hard to tell. We don't have eyes into the locker room, you know, and we don't know what it's like. I can I remember so clearly having my own perception of the teams that I was on and realizing that nobody outside had any idea the reality of, of it, good or bad. You know, like, like nobody knew it's so funny. Like we just, we just can't tell and, and it's hard and they'll, you'll, you'll get all sorts of emotions and football is unique because there's firstly, so many guys in a locker room compared to other sports. And there's just such a variety of people. There's a variety of even physical body. Like what other sport is there a 160 pound speedy B or I mean, well, that's generous, but you know, 150 <laughs> pounds speedy B and a 350 pound offensive lineman. I mean, that just doesn't really exist in other ways. So you just get a variety of of individuals and personalities and all kinds of things. And so there'll be anger and there'll be, you know, sort of regret and there'll be, you know, let's cheer them up kind of guys. And, you know, that, that whole collection of unique people has to fit together to sort of carry to the next week with a little bit of hope and positivity. So I don't think truly we know Louis, yeah. you know, um, my best experience is thinking back to 2017 and prior to, you know, in that kind of, we, we went Oh and eight. So in that sixth, seventh, eighth, eighth loss, things were getting really ugly and people were, you know, starting to, you know, lose trust in sort of the system. And then interestingly, by the end of that year, though we played a few games that were meaningless, there was actually a pretty good environment. Uh, we were productive on offense and that sort of grows. And like the proof, like the point that that will make is that a little bit of success will go a long ways in sort of the, the, the emotions and the the identity of the football team, but when it, losses after losses are hard for any group of people to to endure, you know, with positivity. Well, RJ, I just think about how many people are around this football team. Uh, you know, you've probably called some some games in some junior Saskatchewan barns <laughs> where the graduating classes were were twice the, were half the size of what makes up a Ticats team. There's a lot of personalities, and and that's the job of the coaches. And when we get back to coaches, coach, players, play. You got to put it together to, to see the results on the field. The right group of people are in the building. People with experience, people who have won championships, people who have lost championships. I mean, there is there, there there's the right combination of people on paper, but we got to see the results on the field. Yeah, you're right on a lot of aspects there, Louie. My graduating class had like 32 people, so there's, so there there's <laughs> way more on the Tiger Cats. But hey, that's small town Saskatchewan. Uh, that was actually a big class. <laughs> yeah, there is leadership, but let's go through some injuries. You look at that receiving core. Who would be the leader? Braylon Addison, in my opinion, he's hurt. Um, the defense. Simone Lawrence has been a leader for a long time. He's hurt. Chris Van Zyl on that offensive line. So much experience. He's hurt. So a lot of these these key leaders for the Tiger Cats are out right now. I haven't heard that talked about a lot. 
that, you know, when you're in these situations and, and you need somebody to keep you positive or, or you know, motivate you to, to make a play and, and challenge everybody who's going to be the next guy, we're, Ticats are missing a lot of those, those veteran guys right now. So somebody else has to step up. The other thing that has to happen, and we've heard it a lot from fans that, oh, the plays are, you know, pretty straightforward. Everybody knows what they're going to do. But the Tiger Cats also have to make the plays. There's too many plays not being made. In the last two games in particular, there were touchdowns that probably should have been caught that maybe would have influenced the game, put a little more momentum for the Tiger Cats. And you look at that Montreal game, they lose by a point. That would have certainly given them the victory. And uh, against the Argos, it would have given them a 10-point lead in the third quarter. Who knows how that would have ended up, but it... You know, it would have given them a little bit of cushion, a little bit of momentum, a little bit of confidence in the second half, which we know they they certainly need. But making plays at this point, you're right, Louie, the talent is there, but the plays have to be made when there's an opportunity. Uh, Curtis Newton, I'm going to add there on uh, special teams. Again, someone who uh, was seen as a leader going into the season, yeah. during the season, and uh, we'll add him to the list of leaders that are out of this Ticats lineup. And injury is such a huge part of the game, but uh, you know this, Luke. Coach isn't going to make excuses. It's next man up. You can say that, but at a certain point, you're you're running out of bodies who know this offense, yeah. who know this defense, and, and and not that you can control it. But there's we come back to that word frustration. How does the tough love? How does that kind of all work in this situation where you still need results on the field? There's still games left in the season, meaningful football games left in the season, and you're right there in the hunt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no coddling going on. I mean, the, the, there's no sense in saying, you know, guys, it's okay. Let's just go and let's just go and try our try our best again. I mean, everybody knows that in, when it comes down to it, each person in, in the coaching staff and in the locker room's job is on the line in, in one way or another. Not not to say you're, everyone's a free agent or everyone's playing horribly, but every, but it means something to everybody in the realest sense possible, like anybody's job does. And so. You know, you're right, uh, RJ, to your point of just making the plays out there and, and to the injury, you know, of course, then the, the number one position group quarterback, not only, not only is there, you know, all the, the, the play and the performance is, is in question, but then the, each of those guys, Dane and Matt are both in, have both had been injured as well. Like, mm -hmm, like there's yeah. just, that's, that's an ongoing story, uh, uh, for this, for this group to almost as equally as the turnover story is. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, there was something that Dane said going into that game, uh, you know, asked how, how you doing? He said, I'm as healthy as I'm going to be. And again, yeah. when you hear, when you hear guys say things like that and, and you know how much Dane wants to be on the field and, you know, we didn't, we didn't get to talk to him. We, we got some reporting from, uh, from Steve Milton who had a bit of a conversation with, uh, with Dane after the game. And, and, you know, Dane said, he said, I went into the locker room and I said, guys, this is on me. I got to be better. I wouldn't expect anything less, RJ, but mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to have to see it on the football field. Having seen what he did in 2019, I'm still not counting him out. No, no. And we shouldn't count him out. He he's a good quarterback. The the mental side of of sports, I think, really over the last few years has, has started to be more of a topic. But there is momentum and there are thoughts when you've made a mistake that you want to really make a great play as soon as possible to make up for that mistake. And and I'm not a quarterback's coach. Uh, Dane Evans has forgotten more about being a quarterback but <laughs> than, than I'll ever know. 
but he he just needs to try to stop making something happen. He knows if a play's there, mm-hmm. go for it. But if it's not, got to move on to the to the next play. And and you know he has that confidence in himself that he was trying to make things happen. But we're at a point in the in the season where you know that game against Toronto just snowballed, and it, it was. You know, my heart felt for for Dane Evans because it was, you know, one mistake after another, and it wasn't mistakes that Tiger Cats were getting away with. You know, they were costly mistakes. Another twenty points off turnovers. But uh, Luke, I thought you said the something that really stood out to me in the post game that Dane has to just go back to having fun. I think that would make a difference. Not, don't worry about the results on every play. Just play football. I think I think every every football player has had that thought and kind of come to a moment like that at some point. I remember in college because nobody knows that their career is going to continue after college and sort of my senior year kind of thinking like if I'm not going to have fun, like if I'm not going to go out there and play, you know, like like kind of with the heart, the heart frame of, of, of what I've had since I was a kid, just like really enjoying catching a pass, like really a- actually loving that, you know, then 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 kind of why do it at all? And I, for me, whenever I kind of found that again and kind of thought that way, uh, is when I played my best, you know, and uh year, like I can I bring up 2017 again, uh, in that year when we, when, when we were, uh, Ottawa won a game late in the season that made that locked our fate out of the playoffs. And so you gotta, you gotta, what is it, what is it, what does it mean to you to go out and just be a great football player when you know, you can't, uh, play for a championship or for playoffs or playoff money or anything like that uh it's a little bit freeing you know when you kind of get to that place and so you know and who knows going forward maybe if dane has more opportunity if his injuries allow if matt schultz injuries you know there's so many so many unknowns in that group but you got to go out there and have fun and the truth is when the pressures and the the mistakes start to mount like you really can get that tunnel vision, you know, and it's so ap- applicable and appropriate for quarterbacks, but it goes to for all positions where you, you really, you're lost in the fog of war there. And you just, you're not seeing what you normally would see. You're not seeing what you seeing what you are supposed to and have to see to make your, let's say your quarterback reads, uh, you know, well enough. And then once, if you, when you get to that place, you know, you, 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 there's nothing but mistakes that can come from that. And I don't know if Dane would say that that's kind of what he was feeling out there, but it's a real thing in sports, you know, and you gotta, you know, your, your mindset and your, your emotions and your energy, uh, are like everyone, you know, that cliche is true. It's 90, it's a 90% mental game. You gotta, you gotta be right. Uh, you know, emotionally with your, with your performance. And RJ, you and I, like 99.9% of the uh, people who are watching the game from a fan perspective, have never been out there, have never taken a snap, have never been through the grind of, of a season of a training camp. And I guess that's why I'm quick to defend players or coaches. And, you know, it might come off as, as homerism, but it's, it's just, you're entitled to have a bad day at work. You're, you're entitled to have a, a, a bad week, a bad stretch. It, it's it's when what Luke's saying there, it's when it stops being fun. It's when, you know, you go out there and, and the results aren't coming. What do you think it's going to take for this Ticats to turn things around come the Labor Day Classic? Well, you are entitled to that, Louie. I, I agree. Um, but it is your job to 
to make plays and fans are impatient. Hmm. Um, and there's a lot of knowledgeable fans with the Tiger Cats. And that, I guess, could be a curse, too, when things aren't going well. The fans know where it's not going well. You can't sugarcoat it. So um, for the Tiger Cats, I think it goes back to making plays. Um, all of a sudden, you know, we're so hyped on the defense and I still really like the defense, but they're over their last four games, they're averaging almost 32 points against. And I know some of those are, are off of turnovers. Um, the Montreal game in particular, there were missed tackles that we really haven't seen. And Somebody has to continue to step up on offense. Luke brought it up a couple of times with the quarterbacks. We don't know at this point, and nobody's going to tell us who the quarterback's going to be in a week on Labor Day. So we'll wait and see who that is. But whoever it is has to make place. You get your number called. It's right there for you. It has to be made. The talent is there. This is a ve- on paper. This is a very good football team. At three and eight, it doesn't look good. Zero and six on the road should be undefeated at home. Those disappointing losses to Calgary and Edmonton, where they had big leads, mm. but it's still within reach. A win against Toronto. They've got uh, another game against Montreal. This season is far from over. It, it is going to be exciting, and I just think it would be great in October if we're sitting here having this chat saying, boy, remember going into Labor Day, they were three and eight, and we thought, oh, man, are they still in it? Like, on paper, they are. Yeah. But maybe they go on a run here and, and turn everything around. Don't turn the ball over and make plays. I think that's the, the biggest thing for the Tiger Cats. And, Luke, I have to think that's the messaging in the room. You're 0-0. It doesn't matter. You can't change the past. You can't control anything that Toronto does moving forward. You're 0-0. You got to keep moving forward. Yep, it is. And you've, and you've got to believe it, too, as a player because it just it's so – mathematical statistically obvious like you know you're still in it like it like literally you are still in it it's amazing forget it all though you're still in it you got to then have guys who believe it and are willing to you know accept the past for what it is to not hold any to not hold any bitterness about about the way that the season's gone and then and then to be able to you know look in the mirror and say what do i need to do to make sure my my i'm playing my absolute best football to, to as we go to turn this around and so there's it's, it's a lot i mean it's a lot it's a lot to uh to just be able to you know speak into existence you know right off the bat of this thing that is just you know believe that that we can do it and let's go do it but i'm just a firm believer that 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 a little bit of success makes that next bit of belief that you need as a player a little bit more possible. And then if we get that, that success and pretty soon, you know, this it's, it's a snowball in a good direction as well, you know, where that, that confidence and success is, uh, you know, going downhill fast. And so, you know, it's just, it, it takes a little win here and there. And, and boy, if you could just boil it down to one thing, it's the ball security. And if they can do that, players are going to get more chances to make plays. The defense will get, you know, we be put in less, you know, disadvantageous positions and, you know, then 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 everything is really new. And then you can really say, OK, we do have a chance to turn it around. Well, I'm going to probably misquote uh, Coach O here, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you can't you can't win the, the next one. You got to get through this one. Right. I mean, there's you can't win five until you win one. So that's yeah. what it's going to start. It's going to have to go Labor Day. Gentlemen, uh, thank you for doing this. I'm looking forward to seeing you in person on wow. Labor Day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a big deal. 
I know you booked out the entire first half for me to sit alongside you guys, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, we need maybe you in not the, the second first half, half, Louis. Yeah, we, <laughs> yes, it's a good idea. Ah, mm, uh, that's that's true. Okay, we'll figure something out. But thanks so much for doing this, guys. We'll have to do it more often. Thank you. And my thanks to RJ and Luke for joining me today on Tie Cats today. And my thanks to you as well. The Labor Day Classic 50-50 jackpot is a guaranteed $50,000. Be sure to get your tickets early for a chance at 50K and the early bird draw for $1,000 this Friday at 8 p.m. Visit TieCats5050.com brought to you by the Hamilton Bulldogs Foundation. License number RAF1235466. Uh, that'll do it for us today on the Ticats Audio Network. We are back tomorrow, same time, same place. Hey, while you're here on the Ticats Audio Network, be sure to check out a brand new episode of the CFL this week. Bob O'Neill joined by longtime CFL fan and uh, longtime Toronto Sun columnist Steve Simmons. So go check that out wherever you found this podcast on the Ticats Audio Network. Uh, we're back tomorrow, same time, same place. Thanks for checking this out. I'm Louis Butko from all of us here at the Ticats Audio Network. Hope you have a great day. Tycast today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at tiecats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at tiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tycats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.